Hey, glad you can make it. And welcome to the Employee Cycle Podcast, where we talk to HR innovators, thought leaders, and even some disruptors about the latest in HR trends, HR tech, and you guessed it, HR data. Well, you've heard enough of me talking. Now let's start the show, 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 show. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Employee Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Marable, CEO of Employee Cycle. And you know us, we're that HR analytics solution, helping you pull your data together from your different HR systems into one place so you can view, share, track, and analyze all your data from one beautiful HR analytics dashboard. Are you using an HRIS or an ATS or other systems where you're currently pulling spreadsheets trying to turn all that data into some type of dashboard or PowerPoint or some other compelling data-driven story to talk to your CEO and leadership team, but you're always scratching your head thinking there must be a better way? Well, look no further. That's why we have Employee Cycle with pre-built HR integration connectors to the most popular HR systems out there. We can pull all your data together to be able to automate your HR reporting and analytics process. Go to EmployeeCycle.com, check us out. Would love to give you a demo and help you become a smarter and much more data-driven HR leader. But that's enough about us and our company, because today we have a great guest. So please help me welcome to the show, Sheba Lasley. She's the CEO and founder of Total Success. And today we're talking about how HR should connect the dots across the workforce. Sheba, welcome to the podcast. Sheba! Welcome! Thank you, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So, Sheba, I have a very important question for you. Sure. You know what it is? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That important question is how we always kick off the show, and that's by asking you, how did you end up in the wonderful world of HR? Great question. Well, it was almost 20 years ago. I was uh, more on the administrative side of the house within the business context, and I was, I had recently moved to Atlanta and I was looking for work and I ended up obtaining an opportunity with a recruiting agency firm called Manpower Professional, now known as Experis. And I was there as their administrative assistant or recruiting assistant. And I just always had a passion for recruiting and HR. So within about six months to a year, worked myself up to a recruiter and have been in the HR recruiting world ever since. Awesome. And now you're branching out and you've created this company called Total Success. So tell us about it. What kind of services you're providing? What kind of companies you're working with? Headcount? Do they have an HR leader? Do they not have an HR leader? Tell us all about it. Sure. So um, the, our Total Success will be focusing on technical and business related opportunities uh, throughout an organization. And we will be targeting more so the smaller sized companies out there, but we definitely are able to help mid-sized to larger companies as well that already have a talent and HR solution in place, but just need additional assistance um, with obtaining talent in this competitive market. Got it. All right. So, Sheba, today we're talking about how HR should connect the dots across the workforce. This is a very broad topic because there's a lot of dots to connect. So on the surface, before we dig deep into the details, what does it mean to help HR connect the dots across the workforce? So from my understanding and from what I have experienced throughout my career, it's very important to be able to connect those dots 
what you'll see and find is that if you don't have a good HR system or solution in place or a good talent system or solution in place, that can bring disharmony within an organization. If employees are going to HR and looking for direction or answers to questions and they are not obtaining it from HR, not getting the support they need, that can create turnover within an organization. And then from the talent side, if the talent team isn't bringing people that meet the values of the company or that are a a good match, then again, you're going to create turnover and lack of retention within an organization. So it's very key that HR and talent acquisition is there in place to connect all the dots throughout the organization. So if we're zooming out, what are the major dots across HR that really need to be connected? What does that look like? Well, I'll say candidate experience on the talent side. I would say employee relations within the HR side. I would say ensuring that there's data that is available to be able to accurately provide the solutions that are needed to make any corrections within the organization. So I'd say those are the, um, the key dots that need to be focused on within HR and talent, talent team. I heard, the can- I heard the candidate experience and I heard the data. What was the second one? Um, the second one is employee relations. Employee relations. Got it. So let's talk about these three things because I think they're really interesting. So when we first talk about this major dot around candidate experience, we are dealing with a very, I guess the word we could use is interesting workforce economy right now. There's a bunch of companies laying off a ton of people. There's a lot of companies struggling to find people. How do those two things exist at the same time? Yes is mind-blowing and way above my pay grade, (laughs) but it does make a very tough candidate experience. So from your experience, what you're seeing and what you're helping companies with, how should HR leaders be going about making sure that they have the best candidate experience possible and what needs to be involved in the candidate experience to provide the best experience to the candidates? I would say first off for an employee, uh, or excuse me, an HR team is to recognize that they have been on the other side as well. They have they have been um, at one time looking for an opportunity and realizing how stressful that time can be or how humbling that time can be. And then in turn, treat every individual that they're interacting with um, now that they're on the opposite side and they're the one who has the opportunity to determine um, if a candidate moves on in the process or in the hiring process, just maintaining that dignity for every everybody, knowing that everybody is a human. Within HR and talent, um, you can get a lot of influx of people or resumes that are coming in, and it could be easy to kind of disconnect that the fact that they are a person, but just ensuring as much as possible to treat everybody with kindness and um, dignity. I think will be key in ensuring candidate experience. When I think a lot about candidate experience, I think about the two ends of the spectrum, which is one, customization. Every person is unique and they should be given the dignity and they should be given the special treatment that they deserve being a unique human being. But on the other hand, on the total opposite side of the spectrum, you have automation which you need through tech to make sure that you're going through the appropriate number of candidates throughout all those different stages to find that one perfect or 
best fit for your for your company. So how do you balance the two between customization and automation so that people feel special, but then you also have a process where you're getting through as many people as you need to get through to find the one? That's a great question. And I think that automation can definitely help because there was a time when there wasn't automation and resumes would go into a black hole, employee or candidates were wondering, where do I stand? But this is where automation can help, where if there are resumes or candidates that aren't a good fit, ensuring that there is some type of communication where they know that, where they stand with the company. I think that's where automation can be useful with helping with that. And then with the automation helping to find the candidates that would be a match for the company or for the position and ensuring that um, once that human touches then in place where you are learning about that person and what their needs are, that that individualized um, candidate experience can then take place. Is it possible to overly customize the experience to the point where you're moving too slow? Is that even a thing? Am I just totally making that up? Or is that something that companies, recruiters, and HR and people leaders need to be wary of? I haven't found where if you, I haven't seen that to be the case, so I couldn't comment on that. I'm sure there's a a use case for that. I haven't personally seen that. I've seen more of where there's opportunity to customize the the process better. Uh, I think when you mix uh, automation and the actual personal human touch to a process, it's going to be a win-win for everybody. So when it comes to finding those areas where you might not be customizing the process enough. What are some of those touch points throughout the candidate experience where you should be adding in those human touches and sprinkling in customization? So definitely when a candidate interviews with a company, letting them know where they stand either way within a a relatively short amount of a number of days. And um, whether that is via email or phone, and maybe having that discussion with a candidate prior. Some like bad news to be contacted about bad news over the phone. Some like that via email. You know, either way, kind of kind of getting an idea of maybe what a candidate prefers. I mean, that might be a little bit of an instance where it's over-customization. But in general, just at least having that type of contact after an interview is completed, I think is one of the key points. And one of the key points I've heard from candidates where they don't know where they stand and will get very frustrated with a company in the interviewing process. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. So now I want to transition to that next major dot you were talking about, which is employee relations. I think for a lot of people, especially outside of the HR department, they probably think of employee relations as making sure that there's no sexual harassment or no bullying or there's nothing wrong happening, which I think gives the perception of HR being police a bad rap to a lot of people. But it sounds like the fact that you made this one of the major dots, it has to be a lot more comprehensive than that. So what does employer relations really entail and why is it, from your perspective, considered one of those major dots that HR needs to get right? Yeah, so you know, from my point of view and I you know, the world of HR, it's really employee relations is to be able to create and maintain a positive work environment for their employees. And this is huge, especially since COVID. Uh, employees even more so want to ensure that there is some type of human relationship between them and their employer. So not being so far removed where if they have to deal with a personal 
issue at home that there is an employer who's able to understand that and be flexible enough with that. And we see that more so with employees demanding more of a virtual or a hybrid workforce environment. So I think having employee relations is in place is very key to connecting the dot because it doesn't tell so much. But overall, it's just ensuring that there's a culture of psychological safety, a culture of openness, uh, a culture where employees want to come to work and uh, do their best for themselves and their employer. What are some of the pitfalls or the areas where you find most companies and or HR missing the boat when it comes to providing good employer relations? I think overall, um, one of the things I can say off the bat is maybe some executive leaders not seeing the value of HR and the value of HR being there to help retain their employees. Because if HR is that missing link or not valued and respected within an organization, it will and can affect your employee base. And if that employee base is is affected and and not feeling that they have the support needed, then their work may suffer and turn revenue may suffer for the company. So I would say really ensuring a company values HR, the HR team, the HR department, and realizing some people feel like it's a cost, a cost department, uh, but it really is a, a department that can increase revenue if they are given the power to do their job properly. It's so interesting in a world where almost every CEO and business leader says employees are our greatest asset, that you still have what I think is what you're saying, so many leaders not valuing HR. 100%. And again, it's it's a very weird area, just like the work economy, where how do those two things exist at the same time? I know this was not connected to one of your three dots, but I think it's super important for us to talk about. Why do you think there's still so many leaders that don't see value in HR, especially with HR changing its name 50 times and now moving from like HR to for workforce management and all these other titles to now people operations and people and culture and really making this more of an operational and strategic role? Why are there still so many people that don't see the value in HR? Why do you think that is? I believe because they view it as a cost center as opposed to a a profit center within the organization. And if that view just flipped, uh, they will see that the value of, of HR within an organization. I think most companies and executive leaders will focus on the sales team um, where it's just, you plainly see the revenue that is associated with that, that team. I think HR and the, or the people team, it's not relatively seen about the, re- with, with the, with regard to the revenue that can come in within an organization, but that revenue comes in with maintaining a, an employee and not seeing turnover, which in itself is, is a huge cost for a company and loss of revenue. If you do lose an, a valuable employee and then uh, imagine that multiplied through whatever your uh, company's turnover ratio is. It can be very expensive if you do not have the right team in place to retain those employees. I'm going to tie this into data because I think this plays a big part of it. But 
per the conversation that we're having about a lot of leaders not seeing the value in HR, do you think that most HR leaders are equipped to show the value of their department and be able to use data to back that up? That's a good question. I would say uh, it could greatly be improved. There's a lot of software out there that can help with that. But I, when I was in a, a position having to deliver data to executive leadership, I really valued uh, employee cycle in, in the sense where the, the data was just relatively available for me based off the integration of various different, uh, the aggregation, I should say, of various different HR systems. So I think depending on the system someone is using, if, it's, if, if they're equipped, could be to be determined. But do you think a lot of HR leaders are prepared to even use the data to tell a story and to support their budget request or show the value of a specific HR initiative? I would say no, to be honest with you. I, don't, I wouldn't say most of us are, are uh, equipped with that data or that ammunition to be able to do that accurately. Do you think it's the lack of the data or do you think it's the lack of the ability to use the data? I would say it's a little bit of both. I think I would like to see, I think there is a gap a little bit out there with the ability to use the data. I think data is out there with, from SHRM data points, you know, on, on and then software data points. But I think taking that and then how do we ensure that executive leadership team really then sees the, the, the value of that HR team per the data that is being given. So I want to bring this full circle around total success in your company that you've recently launched. How do you plan on continuing to help companies across these three dots in other areas to make sure that one, HR is taking care of its workforce, making sure that they're as productive and safe as possible, two, that HR leaders are able to use data strategically. And then three, that HR is not viewed as a co- just a cost center. Yeah. So, you know, for your first question, um, I would love to, you know, one of my goals is uh, speaking with companies is to find out if they're coming to us looking for talent acquisition services. One of my main questions is going to be, what are you currently doing to retain your employees, like what culture is is implemented to if, if we are bringing people to you and they're hired, what is going to keep them there? So kind of doing that assessment and ensuring that there is something in place or things in place that are sticky enough for if we're bringing people to you and you're hiring them, that they're able to stay. And helping a company not only find the team, but hold, a, a team, but also to retain them. And then two, Definitely using data, ensuring that they have the tools in place to to aggregate the data from various different sources uh, within HR to ensure that then, okay, you have the data here. What do we need to do to ensure, okay, maybe we're seeing that turnover is high with a a certain demographic within the organization. Why is that the case? Then let's make the changes needed to retain them. Or let's say that, you know, certain activities surrounding comp are not in place for a certain demographic. Okay, then we need to change that. That's where data will come in to, again, help retain the company and then um, ensure greater revenue with that retainment. 
And then ensuring that that in turn will go into your third question, which is to to how can we make sure that the executive team is not looking at HR as a cost center. If you're providing all of this value and this data and they're seeing the retention and and you're seeing that your efforts come about where, okay, now we need to translate that into maybe what it looks like on a, on a dollar basis here if that we're retaining all of these employees and we've saved the company X amount of dollars by helping you retain and showing this difference within their turnover since now we've had these things in place. So that is how total success will come in and help a company ensure to be able to find and retain talent. Awesome. Sheba, we've covered a lot today, but if there's one last thing that you would like to leave to all the HR leaders listening here, what would it be? I would say definitely don't get disheartened if, you know, you have an executive team that doesn't see the value within what you do. There's definitely opportunity out there to, to obtain software and data points that is needed to show your value and um, how that you, you know, you do make a difference within an organization, whether it's recognized or not. Sheba, thank you so much for being such an awesome and wonderful podcast guest and congrats on launching your firm, Total Success. Thank you for dropping so many words of wisdom here and for making me sound smart because, you know, I know that can be a hard job to do. So I really appreciate that. Thank you, Sheba. Thank you, Bruce and Employee Cycle for having me. It was a pleasure. Awesome. So Sheba, where can people find you and Total Success online? Yeah, so you can go to totalsuccessllc.com. We also are on social media sites such as Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. So please connect with us and reach out if you need help, whether you're on the company or candidate side. Awesome. And we'll be sure to include all of that contact info in the show notes. So for everyone listening to this podcast, if you enjoyed it as much as Sheba and I did making it, then please leave us a five-star rating. Also, if this is your very first time listening to our podcast, and now you've you found so much joy and value in this episode, but you're hungry for more, please subscribe to the Employee Cycle Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major platforms. And last but not least, all of you super awesome HR and people leaders out there, please continue to hire train, and retain the best workforce possible. Thanks. Later, kids.